0: The Millionaires Unveiled podcast. Before we get into the show today, just wanted to thank all of our listeners. You know, it really is because of you that this show has been so successful. In fact, I want to read a email that we got this week from one of our listeners. It said, Great podcast, guys. Really appreciate your efforts in finding and interviewing millionaires. I think what's unique about your podcast is that these are everyday people and their stories are very relatable for the average Joe. Keep it up. You know, check us out on Facebook, Millionaires Unveiled. And also, if you want to be on the show, send us an email, millionairesunveiled at gmail.com. There's a few of you that have reached out, and uh, we've interviewed you, and those episodes will probably be airing here in the next month or so. Also, several multifamily investment opportunities coming up. Looking forward to acquiring several million dollars worth of, of a real estate. If you're interested, let us know. Happy to jump on a phone call and send you a prospectus. So our guest today is Michelle from Making Sense of Sense. She's been on the personal finance scene for about the last seven years when she started her blog in 2011. Initially, she started it just to uh, generate some extra income and kind of describe what she was doing in her personal finance life. And after about two years, the blog really took off and she ended up quitting her day job and now runs the blog and the business full time has several sources of income for the blog and has grown it into a six figure per month revenue stream for herself and is now traveling the uh, the nation with her husband in an RV and last year they went over went to over 15 states and continue living the RV life while she still continues to build her business and the blog so without further ado let's get right into the show welcome to the millionaires unveiled podcast today on the show we've got michelle from making sense of sense michelle do you want to just give us a little bit about your background and what you're up to now
1: Yeah, so I run Making Sense of Sense. I started it back in August of 2011. Um, Back then it was all just completely a hobby, 100% a hobby. I did not know that blogs could make money or anything like that. I definitely didn't know that there were full-time bloggers out there, uh, that blogging businesses existed or anything like that. Um, I started Making Sense of Sense just for myself. It was a way to talk about my financial situation, living paycheck to paycheck, having student loans and stuff like that. Um, and after around six months of blogging, I earned my first hundred dollars through making sense of sense. And then it all quickly just grew from there. Uh, two years after I started the blog originally, I actually left my day job as a financial analyst to blog full time. Um, I had so I have three college degrees, uh, two undergraduate degrees, business and management, and then I also have my finance MBA. Um, and now I'm a full-time blogger and we RV full-time me and my husband.
0: Awesome. So what was your plan before you kind of started the blog in terms of what your career path was going to be?
1: Um, so I definitely thought that I would just like work in the corporate world as a financial analyst. Um, it's definitely what I went to school for. I never thought I would be my own boss. Um, I never thought I would be a blogger. That's for sure. Um, So my plan was just to be a financial analyst, and the job that I had that I worked full-time when I first started making Sense of Sense, um, the plan was for me to just be a financial analyst and one day take over the company as president, like that's what they were grooming me for, and that's what they hired me for, Um, but I really did not like the job, and a lot of people will say like, oh, but that's financial analyst, like isn't that pretty similar at to what you do now. But no, they were completely different jobs. Uh, they couldn't be anywhere different. And um, I definitely really love what I do now working on Making Sense of Sense.
0: Awesome. So let's get into to the blog a little bit. You are pretty open with what the blog earns. How come you decided to be so transparent with that? <clears throat> yeah, so that's a great question.
1: Um, when I first started Making Sense of Sense, um, I saw that other bloggers were publishing income reports and they weren't always like income reports on how much they were making with their blog It was also like side hustle income reports How much people were earning by selling items on eBay how much people were making mystery shopping and stuff like that? Um, and that got me really motivated to make extra money if I never would have read other people's income reports I may have never even tried to side hustle or make money through my blog or anything like that So it was definitely the those income reports that motivated me to change my financial situation. Um, So due to that, I really love to publish income reports of my own because I like to show other people like you can make extra money on the side. Um, You could find time to make extra money. You can make money through your website. If you have a website Um, and I like to show people all the different ways to make extra money. And then there's also one other big reason for why I have income reports and that's for myself. Um, So once a month I go in and I, read my previous month's income report of the previous years. And that really tells me like what I need to work on, um, what I should have worked on last month, what I need to work on in the future, um, uh, mistakes that I've made and stuff like that. So it's really great for myself as well.
2: That's awesome. So for those of our listeners that haven't or aren't familiar with the blog, um, her income numbers for February was 179,000 for the month, January is 114 and then $1. 1.5 million for, for 2017. And it seems like a lot of that for the majority is affiliate uh, income, right? So maybe talk about that a little bit and how you got involved or what that takes.
1: Yeah, so when I first uh, became a full-time blogger in the fall of 2013, uh, my income was my income sources were definitely a lot different than how they are now. So back then, a majority of my income was through like sponsored advertisements. Think like uh, like I review a bank service on Making Sense of Sense, and then the other main form was through freelancing for other websites. So I might have a staff write, I might have been a staff writer on another website, I might have managed their social media or something like that. Um around a year maybe, or a year or two after I became a full-time blogger, I decided that um, while I loved what I was doing, it's not really the exact ideal I had for working for myself. By freelancing for others, I was still... Um, I wasn't really my own boss. I was still working for others a ton and I relied on other people for an income for sure as a freelancer and um, it just wasn't something for me. It's definitely great for tons of other people, but I decided I realized that it was holding making sense of sense back since I was spending so much time not on my own business, but on other people's businesses and due to that, I decided one month to completely drop every single one of my freelance clients and I literally fired all of them and I haven't freelanced for anyone else since then and I think that was probably like four years ago when I did that, maybe five years ago. And no, yeah, three or four years ago, actually. And um, once I made that switch, my income actually grew dramatically. Like, I think it doubled the following month after I did that uh, big change. And ever since then, it's been growing since I'm able to spend all of my time on my business instead of half of my time on my business. And uh, it's definitely been a really good choice that I made.
2: Did you ever think it was going to reach these numbers?
1: No, definitely not. I remember, and, and, Or what
2: was your goal, rather?
1: Yeah, I remember when um, I was reading other people's income reports before I was making money through Making Sense of Sense, um, and people were saying, like, oh, I made $10,000 last month or I made $20,000 last month. And I just thought that was absolutely insane, especially since I was living paycheck to paycheck and blogging just for fun and not trying to make even a penny from it. Um, and so it was definitely crazy to think about and i definitely did not think that would be possible for me. i was happy with just making like a couple hundred dollars a month off my blog. um and then it just quickly grew from there and yeah, i definitely never thought i'd be making as much money as i am now.
2: and so you had some student debt when you graduated. did this blog kind of help pay some of that off or was that just from from the job before the blog really got started?
1: Yeah, so the blog definitely was the main reason for why I was able to pay off around $40,000 worth of student loan debt in just seven months. Um, I did a lot of things uh, for side hustling to pay off that debt so quickly, but the main thing that helped me was uh, blogging.
2: And then I just want to ask, you got a couple articles here. One, I think, which our listeners will find interesting. It's titled, Why You Should Spend Like a Millionaire, The Frugal and Smart Money Habits of Millionaires. And you share uh, some advice in here, and some of them being... Or they don't spend much on clothing, they wear the same outfits, they have more than one source of income, they have long-term goals, they have a budget, they educate themselves, they know the value of experts, um, they pay themselves first, they invest. So I want to ask a little bit about they have other sources of income. You talk a lot on your blog about different ways to earn money. What are some of the things that you recommend and why?
1: Um, so I definitely recommend having more than one source of income. So for me, um, my one source right now is my business, but there's also, uh, several different sources within my business for how I make money. So some of the ways include, uh, like, sponsored posts affiliate marketing uh, Display ads on my website um, So uh, my course making sense affiliate marketing and then of course I have investments as well, which are growing Um, and I definitely recommend that you have more than one source of income because you just never know if uh, One source may fall or if it may not how long it'll last it probably won't last forever and so by having more than one source of income you can definitely uh, lessen your risk by having multiple income streams
2: yeah, I think that's great advice. And then you also give uh, a few ideas: so blogging, selling things at a flea market, writing online, doing voiceover, part-time booker, bookkeeper, transcriptionist. What do you think? What do you think is holding back people from doing something like or doing? You know, making more on the side. Is it is it a mindset thing? Is it an unwillingness to to work harder, to take the time? Is it because people don't know where to get started? Or what do you think is holding people back?
1: Um, I think there's definitely a lot of different reasons Um, one would be a lot of people think they don't have time Um, So a lot of people think that they're way too busy and I realize that lots of people are busy But the average person watches around like 30 hours of TV a week And there's like tons of other ways that people waste time like people probably spend uh, 10 to 20 hours on social media a week and stuff like that So I mean there's definitely ways to find lost time and use that time towards making uh, money in different sources and stuff like that um, and then another big reason for why I think that people don't have more than one source of income is that they don't realize that it, that it's a good idea. So, like, for me, I didn't realize uh, that, like, side hustling would be something that even existed before I started hi- side hustling. I thought people just went to their 9 to 5 or 8 to 5, went home, and that was it. You just went to work the next day. I didn't realize that people side hustled at all. So I think that's something that people, most people don't realize, too.
2: Yeah. How many hours a week do you think you spend... You know, working or on the blog specifically.
1: Um, it really depends. Um, so working on the actual blog is probably less than forty hours a week. Uh, pro- sometimes probably less than like ten hours a week. But I also spend like a ton of time, like brainstorming, reading other blogs, uh, uh just learning how to improve my business and stuff like that. So it's definitely still a full-time job.
2: And how do you decide? Kind of a silly question, but how do you decide what to write about? You know, after doing it for several years and having so many other personal finance blogs, is that just come from brainstorming or do you think, you know, how do you write your articles well in advance and then publish them sporadically or how does that work? What's the process there?
1: Yeah. So I have a long list of uh, topic ideas. It's probably like one or 200 topic ideas long and I'm constantly adding to that list. So I never run out of uh, ideas for a new blog post or making sense of sense. And then, uh, around once a month, I think of, uh, like a whole list of blog posts for that whole, pr- uh, future month or whatever. And I will go in and I'll write them. And then I hand it off to my editor and she makes it look a lot nicer and puts all my thoughts into words and stuff like that, better sentences. Um, and then when I, once I get it back, I'll schedule it. And I usually work, uh, few months ahead like right now I am working on blog posts for June and I like to be a few months ahead just because we travel full-time so we don't always know like when I'll be able to work or when I'll get like that burst of inspiration Uh, I never try to work uh, to force any writing upon myself like I only write when I'm in the mood or I have inspiration Um, I find that like I work much better that way and a lot quicker as well so working ahead definitely helps with that
2: and is your husband involved in the blog at all, or does he do something else?
1: Um, he helps a little bit with the blog, but he's mainly in charge of like the RV life and the home life.
2: How do you, you know, obviously you have money saved up now. How do you? What's your investing strategy?
1: Um, so we are fairly lazy investors. We're just invested mainly in like Vanguard funds. Um, since I have a very like a uh, casual approach to everything and, um, Vanguard funds definitely helps me with that. I love Vanguard. So, um, it definitely fits like the retirement and investing strategies that I want in my life.
2: And do you do like, or HSAs and IRAs, or you kind of just put everything in a traditional account or how do you structure that?
1: Um, it's a mix. I have a, uh, like a solo 401k. I used to have a SEP IRA. Um, but there are. Uh, all different kinds of things that I do. Um, of course, there's like a limit to how much I can actually invest in the solo 401k. So the rest are just like in normal investment accounts.
2: I see. So as you've grown your business and as the income is, has improved and, and skyrocketed, you've probably had to cut things out or stop doing things yourself and hire out help. When did, When did you decide to kind of make that decision to either hire on help or to stop doing things yourself?
1: Um, so my rule is, is that I don't do anything and that I'm not like an expert in or things that don't necessarily need me, uh, for the tasks to be completed. So, um, my two, well, I guess I have three favorite things that I outsource for making sense of sense. One would definitely be my editor. And uh, she edits all of the blog posts. She edited making sense of Philly marketing the course. Um, and uh, I, so I write everything. I've always written everything I'm making sense of sense, but my editor helps me uh, like proofread it, edit it, make the flow better and stuff like that. So she's definitely like a super amazing person. <laughs> and um, I definitely recommend an editor or a proofreader for pretty much all blogs. Cause no matter how great you are, you will miss something. Um, And that's definitely the case for me. Like I might make the most stupid little mistake, but if a reader sees that, uh, like they might completely stop reading. And it might just be something like spelling you are instead of "your" or something like that. Um, Something where you definitely know the difference, but if you're writing it or typing it or doing like a speaking into like a voice speaker, then it's something that you might not catch that easily. So an editor is definitely something that I love spending the money on. Number two would be my virtual assistant. She helps me uh, manage my email, my Facebook groups, uh, any tech difficulties with my course. Uh, She also makes like some of the graphics for making Sense of Sense, uh, helps creating roundups and stuff like that. So the virtual assistant is definitely really, really great. She helps me save like 20 hours a week probably. Um, and then the third person would definitely be Grayson. I don't know if you know who Grayson is, but he's like a super tech genius for blogs and he's super amazing. And tech is definitely not for me, the tech side of a blog. And he helps me whenever like my site goes down. Um, if I have a question about something that I don't think looks right on my site or something like that, um, and stuff like that. And he really helps to make sure that my site is live and is functioning well.
0: Awesome. What have been some of the most key things for you to grow the blog and grow your business over the years?
1: Um, There's definitely a lot of key things that have helped me grow the business and the blog over the years. Um, Like I mentioned briefly earlier, uh, focusing more on my blog and firing all those freelance clients really helps me to grow the blog significantly Um, other things have definitely been like networking Um, so whenever I talk to like a new blogger or a blogger who's not successful one of the top things that they always tell me is that they see other bloggers as competition Um, and I just think that's a huge mistake like you shouldn't see bloggers as competition you should see them as like network opportunities new friendships and stuff like that and due to that so I'm always attending uh, like FinCon every single year the financial media conference I'm in masterminds I have tons of blogging friends Uh, there's just so much that you can learn through networking and it can definitely help you improve your blog
0: so you've had a tremendous amount of success where where do you kind of go from here with your blog and your business i know y'all tra- are traveling a lot is there a, an end point or a certain point that you want to get to in that in the traveling world
1: um so our main goal is just to uh continue to find ways to grow Making Sense of Sense, but also cutting back on the amount of work. So I'm all about like passive income streams. That's definitely why I love affiliate marketing. So I would definitely love to just continue to grow Making Sense of Sense, continue to work on it, continue writing for it, because I really love writing uh, for Making Sense of Sense and working on the blog. But I would also like to, of course, manage a better work-life balance so that I can focus on traveling more and enjoying life. Um, Blogging is a ton of fun but it's also super easy to stay connected 24 seven because all you need is your laptop and internet. Um, So work-life balance is definitely something I'm always working on.
0: Do you think it's possible for somebody to start a blog or some sort of online business like you have and end up with some of the same success five or 10 years from now?
1: Yeah, definitely. So when I first started making money through making sense of sense, I was told back then that I was getting in the game too late. Like blogs starting back in two thousand and eleven would never make it because, like blogs are dead and stuff like that. And um I definitely think that a blog who start, a blogger who starts today could definitely find success. Um, the world is a huge place, and I definitely think that, companies and advertisers are just starting to realize the value in bloggers and online influencer platforms. And due to that, they're just starting to put more money into advertising, affiliate marketing and stuff like that. And I think that will just continue to grow well into the future.
2: Yeah, I agree. So let me kind of change gears. So since you have a financial blog, you've obviously been around personal finance a lot and and for a long time. So, what are some of the biggest financial mistakes you've seen people make? You know, whether that's personally or through a business?
1: The biggest financial mistake. So, I've definitely seen a lot of financial mistakes. Um, the number one mistake that I always like to bring up is uh, like the most cringy one that I that I hear, and whenever I think about it to this day, I'm still like, oh my God, I can't believe that. Um and that is when someone once told me that they spend um, No, that they take out the maximum amount in student loans that they can every single semester and every single year so that they can buy multiple timeshares and vacations and uh, cruises every single year. And um, so they were taking out all of these student loans so that they could, one, buy a timeshare, which for 99% of people is like a horrible idea, um, and go on vacations. They went on tons of cruises, and they had all this. And they were telling other people to do the same thing as they were doing because they thought it was such a genius idea. And I just can't imagine how many people they told this to and how many people probably thought, like, that was a smart idea. And uh, that's definitely, like, the most horrible money mistake I've ever heard. But I see it – I don't see that exact mistake all the time, but I see a lot of people taking out extra in student loans and thinking that it's okay. And while some people, it might work out fine for the average person – um, you really need to think about how much student loans you're taking out because you're going to have to pay it back one day and paying out, paying back like tens of thousands of dollars extra back 10 to 20 years down the line is definitely not going to be enjoyable for the average person.
2: Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. So let me ask you about your changing cares again here. Let me ask you about your travel because that's obviously unique and I think people are interested. So when did you start RVing full time?
1: Yeah. So we started RVing full-time in the summer of 2015. So it's it's almost three years now.
2: Okay. And then where have you been? Where did you start and, and have you hit all the states or where have you been so far?
1: Um, So we started in Colorado and we have been to lots of different areas Um, just last, just in 2017, I think we went to like 18 or 19 states Um, and we've been to almost 40 national parks. Um, We're different kind of travelers. We're not trying to check off like a checklist or anything like that. We're just kind of enjoying our time, doing what we want to do, following the weather and stuff like that. Um, So we definitely like to go to like wherever there's uh, outdoorsy things to do, like biking, hiking and rock climbing and stuff like that.
2: And does that travel extend to international? you guys big international travels or more more domestic?
1: Um, We do some international travels. Like my husband just came back from a month-long uh, sailing trip going from France to Croatia. But for the most part, we're more domestic or just short international trips just because we have two senior dogs that uh, don't really do well with dog sitters. So can't go too far for too long unless just one person stays back.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then if someone wanted to start RVing full-time, what expense, you know, generally, what, what would they expect it to cost for, I don't know, a couple months or a few months, um, maybe per, per quarter or something?
1: Yeah, so that's definitely a difficult question to answer just because RVing can be as uh, cheap or as expensive as you want it to be just like with homes I mean you could live in like you could buy a foreclosed home for less than fifty thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars even or you could buy a huge mansion that's millions of dollars and the same thing goes for RVing it could be as cheap as you want it to be or as expensive as you want it to be.
2: Gotcha. So any last words of advice either for for those that are starting in the investing world or have been in the investing or for bloggers?
1: Um, let me think. So for bloggers, if you want to blog, my top tip is definitely just to start a blog. You can start it for super cheap. Um, I started my blog for less than $100. And that's like all I spent the whole first year. So it's really great way to see if that's something that you want to do in the future, or if you want to turn into a full time blogger. Um and when it comes to investing, um, I definitely recommend just jumping into it. So many people say like, "Oh, I don't know the first thing when it comes to investing, so I'm just going to like completely avoid it in case I make a mistake." And that's just a horrible mistake. Um just jumping in is so extremely important and like for me, I don't really spend a ton of time investing. Like I'm a very lazy investor. Everything's just in Vanguard funds. And um It's still a great decision. My money is still growing, of course. Um, Beating the market or timing the market is definitely not for the average person. So that's not something that a new investor has to think about or worry about.
2: Sure. Yeah, they make it pretty easy. So where can people find you or hear more about you?
1: Um, So the top way would be to go to making sense of sense.com. If you want to follow my RV travels, definitely go to uh, my Instagram account. And then I also have a free Facebook community where we talk about blogging money and stuff like that. And that's just the making sense of sense, free Facebook community.
2: Awesome. So that's Michelle from making sense of sense. She had a $180,000 blog income in February and 1.5 million in 2017. Thanks so much for coming on today.
1: Yeah, thanks so much for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to the Millionaires Unveiled podcast with Clark Sheffield and Jace Mattinson. For more stories, investment opportunities, and information, check out our website at millionairesunveiled.com. See you next time when you'll hear from another everyday millionaire.